Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Within Us podcast. My name is Ozzy Jankovic, and I am your host. This is season two, and we're delving in to consciously creating your impact through leadership and entrepreneurship. All things creative are being explored, and in today's show, you're going to learn how to leverage the power of your personal story to authentically communicate your brand with your audience. My guest is Shira Lincoln-Sheps, who created the Layers Project magazine, a unique project which explores the layered lives of women through essays and photography. You may remember a few months ago that she wrote a beautiful article in her magazine all about my personal story. This episode is an excerpt from a live workshop that happened just this past week inside of my Insight Circle membership community. Every week I interview a podcast guest live and the attendees get to tune in to the live interview and then we do via Zoom an interactive Q&A with the speaker as well as these really neat breakout groups where all of the women present get to break out into smaller groups and implement and explore one of the topics, one of the teachings that were given over in the interview. I love it so much because I am a teacher, as many of you know, and it really gives me an opportunity to not just podcast, but to give you a hands-on experience where you get to internalize what it is that you're learning so that you can implement it in your life, in your business, and it can really make a lasting change for you. So if you would like to join that circle and be a part of these upcoming workshops, I would absolutely love to see you inside. We're going to be talking about meaningful marketing, the art of listening when it comes to difficult conversations in business, how to be your own PR agent, TED Talks, and so much more. And that's all just in the next month. You can visit drozzy.co backslash insight community and use the code within us 2020 for half off of your first month. You can stay as long as you like, and you can cancel any time. With nothing further, let's get into this incredible episode with Shira. We are live on Facebook in the Insight Circle community. I'm so excited to welcome our guest today, Shira Lincoln-Sheps, who is a very, very dear person in my life, in my <laughs> world. She's so dear to my heart. And Shira is also the creator of a very special magazine and community called the Layers Project or the Layers Platform. And I've been watching this since its birth a few, over three years ago now. And over the past three years, Shira has told the personal stories of now hundreds of women. And when I say personal stories, I really mean personal. Shira, you have so delicately shared the untold stories, stories that have not been spoken about until now. And in that way, the work that you do really is so, is so, is really revolutionary. I believe it has the power to unite all of us. I believe that the power of stories is to unite and is to connect and to create community. And, you know, especially on a day like today, the power of connection and the power of uniting around what's truly important 
is so, so clear. So Shira, I am so, I feel so blessed that you're here with me on the podcast and in the community and having me. It's such a pleasure. Dr. Ozzy. It's (laughs) such, it's such a pleasure. So, you know, a few, about a year ago, I want to tell a little bit of the backstory before we start. I had this epiphany that I really wanted to start sharing some of my own story. I had a very strong sense that in telling the story of what I've been through and how I've persevered through certain difficulties, that I could be a source of comfort and possibly hope for those who are struggling. Mm -hmm. And the day after I had that epiphany, the first call I made was to Shira (laughs) and I thought of all the people in the world that I know that could give this story space and who could really bring it to light in the most respectful way. You were the one and you were the first call I made and you literally took me by the hand and you helped. I could, I could cry talking about it because you literally took me by the hand and you walked me through exactly what to do from start to finish in order to put something out into the world. And I have to say that Every single day. I mean, just last week, I met someone for the first time. I, you know, I was meeting her for the first time, but she knew me already because she had read my story that you wrote. So I, because of you and because of the incredible talent that you have in doing the work that you do, hundreds of thousands of women have read these stories. I mean, countless, countless people have read the stories these untold stories. So I have to thank you for that. And I'm so excited to go through this process with, with our community. Well, listen, it's a very mutual experience for you and I, because whereas I hold your hand for storytelling, you hold my hand and walk me through meditating my future. So it's a very mutually uh, beautiful um, and loving friendship that you and I have. So I'm so grateful for you. And I'm so grateful for your trust that you had in me that you shared this really precious story and this thing that we created together. Really, And it was like, it's a real collaboration. Every time we do these, these uh, profiles, every time we tell stories of the Layers Project, it's really a, a 100% collaborative process. And uh, it was a beautiful conversation which led to beautiful writing, which led to a uh, beautiful um, impact in the community. So beautiful impact truly sure you have a way of telling difficult stories in a way that creates connection and and tonight we're going to get into that in terms of telling a story to create community tell a story of a brand and before we even get there I would love to start with how you first discovered the power of telling stories if you if you could start with a little bit of your background because you do have a background in you know as a therapist and yeah so, um, yeah, so I went to Stern College at Yeshiva University, and then I went to Hunter School of Social Work, Silberman School of Social Work, um, and I graduated in 2012. And um, when I graduated, I was getting ready to get into the world and, and do some clinical work and have a private practice and uh, work with people and help them. And um, that's when I got sick. Um, with kind of like an amorphous chronic illness, you know, I think a lot of people have experienced that where they have a lot of symptoms that are actually quite severe with not exactly like a label that's being put on it. Um, 
So you don't really have like a real treatment plan or a sense of like what's really going on with you. And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of shame and confusion and um, in general suffering, <laughs> you know, like when you're sick and you're 25, 26 years old and then you have little children and then you become bedridden. It's just your world becomes so small and um, so sad and confusing. And um, I, I was kind of in that space for a really long time. And uh, I think it was about five or six years. And um, I was working, you know, best I could from home, you know, working for mental health organizations. And I decided that what really I wanted to do was I wanted to be writing because it was like the only thing that I could do when it got so bad. And I was kind of, I couldn't work anymore. And I was kind of just like relegated to the couch or to my bed. And so I just was writing and writing and writing. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to do was I just wanted to create or capture beautiful moments, emotional moments. And so I picked up my camera um, and I started taking photographs. And so when um, I, I just kind of hit a wall at a certain point, I was very secretive about being sick because I don't know if people can notice, I'm like a very type A personality in terms of being a perfectionist and everything had to be, I know Ozzy and I, we've talked about this like a thousand times, but you know, like everything had to be a certain way, you know, otherwise it kind of felt like a failure to me. And I started seeing the world through, you know, people who are healthy and then me as someone who was sick and who really couldn't do very much. And it was, it was really very heavy on me. And I decided um, that, I was just writing and writing and one day that I would submit to some Jewish magazines, um, online blogs, you know, kind of to share my writing, but I was, I didn't want anybody to know that it was me because I was afraid I would never get a job again if people knew that I had chronic illness, you know. So I, I shared it anonymously to some of these groups and, and they said to me, no, sure, we love your writing, but um, you got to stand up with your work, you got to stand up with what you have to say. And so by the time I was ready to do that, I was like, all right, forget those guys, I'm gonna do it myself. So I started a blog pre-layers called Emunat Chabalelot. And on the second night of Hanukkah in 2016, I believe, um, I posted my first, first blog post and I said something like, this is my story and um, I'm sick and I, I don't know what it is and I don't know if I'll ever get better, but I'm gonna start blogging about what this experience is like, what this journey is like for me. Um, and I hope that, um, I hope to be open to all the things that are coming my way. And I hope to be listening to whatever message that is, is meant, to, I'm meant to be learning from this, you know, like meaning making is really important. We don't always know why things happen to us, but I think that for us, it's important for us to try to make some sense of it, even if we don't have definitive answers so that we can move on with our lives and we can continue to live. Um, and I remember that moment, I hit click on the post and I was like, my heart was like something out of my chest, that like moment, you know, like when you're like, finally, you're finally putting it out there. Um, and I just got like an outpouring of support and love and, um, a lot of resonance people were saying you know i i never knew that you were suffering i've also been suffering with illness with divorce with challenges with all sorts of different things um and then i be, kind of became an address 
for people to turn to, uh, to talk, you know, uh, when things weren't going their way and they were struggling. Um, and then three days later, after that fateful day, when I posted my first post, my grandmother passed away. And uh, I was very, very close with her. And I wrote a, a, a eulogy for her and I posted it on this blog and it made its way. And somebody in our community, the community that I grew up in saw this post, um, the original post. And they said, you know what? I think I know what's going on with Shira. I think it's the same thing that my son had. And she connected me with her son. And we had a three hour conversation this first, that first time. And um, by the end of the week, I had an accurate diagnosis. And then within two weeks, I had a treatment plan and started to heal. So I never forgot that my healing um, came from that moment where I just said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to let go of this sense of shame. I'm going to take control over my narrative. I'm going to accept this with some semblance of grace or humility. And I'm going to try to do the best that I can with the limit, you know, the limitations of the life that I've been given. Um, and so I never forgot that lesson ever. And so um, as I started to heal, which was a very long process, it was a two, three year process, um, I picked up my camera and I started taking pictures and I started a photography studio and I was six months into the process and I was like, you know, I don't feel like I'm there yet at that thing that I'm meant to be doing. And I was like, you know what, let me have, I have this idea, you know, like, Maybe I'll do a photo project where I'll photograph Jewish women and I'll tell their stories. And I, I never forgot the lesson of the fact that I achieved so much healing from letting go and from taking control of my own narrative and telling my story. And um, I posted on Facebook and I said, um, you know, would anybody be interested? I'm starting a photo project. I'm going to photograph Jewish women. I'm going to tell their stories stories of challenge and triumph was how I put it. And it's been four years and I'm still saying it that way. So I really was on something. It's called the Layers Project. Would anybody be interested in doing this with me? And within the first hour, I had 20 women reach out to me and they're like, me, pick me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) we're on this. Like there's something here. There's something storytelling. Women, Jewish women, there's like so much richness here. There's so much... um, need for this and that's how the layers project was born wow 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 <laughs> so it's so incredible so I'm, I'm curious to backtrack for a moment mm-hmm. in terms of the very first time you decided to share your story so so i'm i'm wondering what was calling you to to hit that button when you did it so for me i just i had it it wasn't healthy anymore to uh, to keep it a secret, to associate it with shame. It needed, I needed to move on. And even if I was never going to get better, which thank God I did, but there was a chance that I wouldn't have. Um, I needed to be able to say, okay, this is what my life is. It's not what I expected, but that doesn't mean that there isn't beauty here, that there isn't resilience here, that there isn't power here for advocacy, for change, for awareness. For me, it was also a sense of um, otherness. I had a tremendous sense of, I felt othered. Like I was, you know, like, thank God I didn't have cancer. There was nobody lining up to make meals for me. Um, There was no, I didn't, I wasn't going through this. I wasn't going through that. All these like typical classic, there was no like Tehillim group saying Tehillim for me. 
you know, even though I was completely, I was 25 years old and I was lying in bed, ain't nobody saying to him for me, you know? And so I just felt outside. I felt like I had dropped off the face of the planet. And um, I think other people felt that way too. And I didn't really know how to handle it because I, you know, no one had ever educated, like there's no communal structure mm. for kind of like amorphous otherness, which just isn't. And so I was sick of feeling othered. And so I felt like I would just grab it and shove it in their faces and be like, this is where I'm at. We all have to deal with this. Um, and from that point on, uh, anytime I went anywhere, I made like a mental decision that I was going to act as if that person knew that I had chronic illness and um, I wasn't going to be sketchy about it or wasn't going to be like, you know, hiding it. I was just going to embody the, the reality and the positives of my attitude and move forward. It's, it's really something in terms of this, this sense of being, you know, the other, I think so much of the power of what you've done in telling stories and, and telling them in, in such a beautiful light is this creating connection and showing how the deeply personal is also the universal that no matter what we're going through, there is always an element of connectedness that we can have. Yeah. My favorite part of the layers project is that, you know, we tackle a lot of topics. We've been doing this for four years and, We've tackled infertility and miscarriage and divorce and cancer and, and every emotion in between, you know? Um, and the beauty of it is that you don't have to be experiencing any of those things to, to get something from these pieces. It's not like, oh, you know, it's purely for validation that if someone experiences infertility, you'll read an essay about infertility in the layers project and boom, that's it. That's all one could get from it. You know, you could be someone experiencing something totally different but the meaning making, which I think is what makes layers unique. We're not just about telling a story. We're also about exploring the meaning making, meaning the decisions that you make around the issues that you're experiencing, um, how you feel about them, how you feel about the past and how you feel about moving forward to the future. Those are the moments that we all, that they're so universal that we can learn from anybody just by experiencing how they feel or the decisions that they've made about their challenges. It's so powerful. The idea of tapping into the feelings of, of another person in yeah. this way. And I think it's the perfect segue to talk a little bit about how do we start to identify the stories that we want to tell, whether it's to create connections, to create a connected community, to create more connected relationships, or to create a connection as, as a business for those of us present who are, are really looking at this with our entrepreneurial lenses on. Yeah. So I think that it all comes down to branding. Even people need to be branded. That's true. We, we choose our brand. What is the thing that we're choosing to ascribe to that we're choosing to associate with? You know, when we're selling something, um, I think that there's a real push these days for entrepreneurs to be authentic. People talk a lot about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Important. But what happens is sometimes you have a scenario where we're using authenticity to, per, to, 
to encourage people to, to buy things. Like we're using vulnerability to buy things. And I don't really think that's the right way to go about it. What I think that what we can do is we just have to be true to ourselves in the more, like the, just be yourself. You know, I think that, um, well, I know that all the, all the market research studies in terms of uh, how people purchase things. I, I used to work in marketing when I was working for these mental health organizations. <laughs> so when, when we purchase something, we have to encounter that person between, you know, eight and 18 times before we actually purchase something from them. And, you know, um, I, Sivan Felder, who I'm sure a lot of you know, follow her online, she said something uh, last year that I, I never forgot. She said that we buy things from people who we like, who we want to be friends with, who we feel connected to. And so this storytelling um, is incredibly powerful. And there are lots of different types of stories. The story that you're going to tell on layers is not necessarily the same kind of story that you're going to tell when you're marketing your business, when you're selling to your customers. Um, there's vulnerability and it can move on a spectrum, right? It's, the, the way that your customer feels about you is the most important part of this kind of storytelling when it's specifically for business. You know, there's personal stuff and then there's business stuff and we can blend them, but we have to do it in a really careful and curated way to make sure that it's still aligned with our branding. It's still aligned with the message that we want to send to our customers and the products that we're marketing, you know? So, um, this is really so good. Important. I could, this is so good. I could cry. It's <laughs> It's so good. And, and it's so, I'm going so off script here, but as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so, you know, I did this whole story with Shira and it was so deeply personal, but yes, what's the new story going to be? What's the, what's the, the business uh, story going to be right? Your, your personal business. Story. Yeah. I think it's, it's something that it's something well, we thought about, fascinating. We, we thought about that. We thought about that. For example, you know, to take Ozzy as an example, on the layers project, we told Ozzy's personal story, right? So we talked about your whole experience from beginning to end, but, and there were clearly things that we chose to keep and things we chose to left out. Why? Because our audience is not owed all the information that exists and our lives are vast and we hope long and very nuanced and very detailed. And so we have to be very careful and curate exactly the kind of message that you want to resonate, meaning we want to curate a response. We don't just want a response. We wanna make sure that we know exactly what the response is going to be. And so we have to be really careful about that. In the end of your story, we have a beautiful picture of Ozzy holding her gorgeous book. And Ozzy wrote a book, I'm sure a lot of you know. And so the goal was of that moment to create a narrative about somebody who has credibility to talk about the things that you talk about ultimately ending with a product that you can then purchase. So storytelling can be really, really powerful. We do it all the time on layers. Really powerful, Shira. And I, and yeah. I want to say also that I think that one thing I learned from you that resonated with me so deeply was that our messages, our intentions come through when we tell our stories, come through when yeah. we share. I deeply wanted to tell the story of how I'd gone through mental health challenges because yeah. I knew there were people suffering who had no hope. That was my intention. Yeah. And you very carefully crafted it into this story with a, with with a, with closure. And I know you're going to get into the importance of closure. Yeah. Um, 
So on that note, I know that you have, Shira has created these do's and don'ts for, for, for our group. And I've created, we have a workbook that everyone's going to receive um, in Inside so Circle. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's a nice workbook. I got it. I got to hand it. I got to hand it to myself for that. But, but, but what you put in there is so, is so important. Really the, this checklist is so clear. So how about if we shift into that? And then I want to bring everybody yeah. in on camera in just a minute. So let's talk about that first and then we'll have everyone come in and we will do an activity together. So for those of you watching live on Facebook, if you want to hop in for the next section, please do join us. Sure. Um, so what I, I sent to Ozzy was kind of like some guidelines about how as an entrepreneur, um, someone who's running an organization, a small business, um, how do you tell your story and do it for your audience? Because not every audience is the same audience. And that's a really, really important thing. Um, let's go through the do's. I don't have a list of don'ts. I think a lot in, in, in storytelling, I think that don't, you know it when you see it, you know, you know that that's not right, that's not appropriate, that's not a good fit for that moment. Um, the do's are much more important. The first one is you gotta let your personality shine. You gotta be yourself, you know. Um, one of my favorite, favorite compliments on layers, even though I'm the, I'm the writer of the stories, not the essays, but the profiles, my favorite, favorite compliment of the, of the profiles is when someone who knows the person being profiled says, I felt, I felt like I, they were there in the room with me. Like, I felt like it was them. Like I could hear their voice. Your voice is the most important thing you've got. And it's gotta be you. Are you funny? Are you serious? Are you quirky? Are you silly? Are you whatever you are? Be that, you know, because I think that your product is an extension of you and people are going to be drawn to that. So be yourself um, and people are going to love you. They're going to love it and they're going to be drawn to the magnetism of your personality. Um, and that is what's going to separate you from everybody else, from all your competitors and anybody else who's trying to do what you're doing, which that always happens, trust me. Um, just be yourself. And uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring you a long way. Um, every story, whatever story that you choose, there's got to be a hook. There's got to be something that's going to draw in the reader. There's got to be something like, it's, it's like the point to your story. What's the point? You know, and there's got to be that one moment where the reader says, oh, okay, I see what she's saying here. You know, that's really important. And, you know, a lot of people kind of ramble. They'll just go on and on and on. But you got to get to your point because really your post shouldn't be more than 250 to 500 words. For an entrepreneur, for a small business, I've seen small businesses where they just write like, they try to be like layers and they'll just like write paragraphs and paragraphs and par part one, part two. You can do that. But, you know, you, you have, your audience has a very attention, uh, small attention span. And they're coming to you for something specific. My audience comes to layers because they're looking for long form or, you know, let's say 500 to 1,000 word essays or longer form profiles of photographs. That's why they come to me. They're not coming to me for fashion. They're not coming to me for um, food recipes. I've tried all this, okay? I'm telling you, they're not coming to me for that. What they want from layers is what I do best, which is showcasing emotional universal experiences. 
you know, in a way that's going to make you feel whole. That's what I do. What do you do? Why are your audience coming to you? You know, I think that's a really good question for everyone. I think we can start asking ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. What are people coming to me for? And I always, I talk about this a lot in, in classes and programs and sessions, which is look for the clues. What questions are people asking you? It's not always so clear to us. We're so Mm. in our lives, right? Really looking for those clues. What are people coming to us for? I well, let's give an take example. Time. Okay. Right. Let's say you're somebody who sells essential oils. Okay. Your people, your audience is being drawn to the personality of someone who sells essential oils, the health benefits of essential oils, the aesthetics, the, the way that it makes them feel, the self-care aspect of it. There's a lot of them in it, but there's also a lot of you. So that's just an example, you know, um, once you isolate what's going to be that thing, the content that you curate and that you put together in terms of your storytelling, because we all have lives that are vast in terms of our experiences. So not every story has to be like layers where it's like, I'm going to tell you my service. I'm going to give you the hard, the pain or whatever. No, it could be, you know, a beautiful experience, a joyful experience, a peaceful, a moment of clarity. Um, once you can figure out what's aligned with the brand, um, that is going to help you, but you got to find that hook. Um, okay. Here's another do check your grammar and your social media spacing. Pin the grammar for a second. I'm going to define what social media spacing is, right? So there's writing in paragraphs writing and writing and writing and writing and writing. Sometimes people don't even put them in paragraphs and it's just like a block of text. But here's the thing about social media. People can't follow text like that when you're scrolling. It's just, it's too hard. It gets very blended in your eyes. You can't see it. So what you have to do on social media is you have to space. So you give it like a sentence. So let's come up with a paragraph, okay? Um, My opener is, I had an amazing time speaking with Dr. Ozzy and her fabulous workshop today, period. Space, don't rush into the story. Let people just sit with it, chew on it. Oh, she sat with Dr. Ozzy. She spoke to the workshop. Then I'll say, and we talked about blah, 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 blah. You know, Shira, I love that so much. I think of, you know, when you walk into, um, you walk into the mall and a lot of the stores are packed full of clothing. And then Mm -hmm. you get to that store where there are just like, a few items on the rack and the space, there's such an elegance about the white space, about the space between. Yes. And so that's really, uh, in order to get people to actually read and people say, oh, people don't read on social media. That's not true. My My whole business, my whole organization is getting people to read on social media. It's not true. People absolutely will read on social media, but it has to be the appropriate length for the topic, for the brand, and for what you're trying to do. If you're selling to somebody, they don't want you to just to go on and on and on and on. They just want the very, they want the pitch. Give me the pitch. Yeah. Put yeah. Me in, tell me, me tell me what, tell me how you can help me. Show me what I can purchase from you. I think it, it makes so much sense. So exactly. let's talk a little bit about, I know we have a couple prompts and yeah, I, I actually have a few more dudes. Okay, let's hear the do's and let's, let's. Um, This is a really important one. 
start with your important message right away. Can you hear me, Anzi? Yeah. Okay. Start with your important message right away. So like in the example that I just gave was, I, I told you right, right off the bat, tonight I sat with Dr. Ozzy and her amazing workshop. That's the point. That's the point of the whole, the whole thing. Period. Tell them you what know, you're you, going to tell them right away. Tell them, tell them what you're going to tell them. Don't beat around the bush. Don't be like, when I was 20 years old, I decided that blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Say, I hurt my foot when I was 20. Period. Short, pissy. Because these people, people on social media have a pretty short attention span if you don't grab them right from the beginning. You know, they say with video content, you have the first three seconds to catch them. And if you don't catch them in three seconds, they're done. You lost them. It's over. And text is actually not so different in my experience. If you don't grab them right in the middle and right in the beginning, you're kind of going to have to miss it. The other important thing is going to be your, the image. Every text has to have an image. If it doesn't have an image, um, it's not it's not going to it's not going to work. People aren't going to be grabbed. So you got to your product or your face. Faces do really really well on on uh, Facebook. And it's it's so I fought that for so long, but it really does create that sense of connection and. I, I'm always getting compliments on the photos that you've taken for me. So I've taken so many at this point. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, you have to close. Close. You're a salesperson, you're an entrepreneur, you're a writer, you're a social worker. Doesn't matter what you are. Close it. Tie it up with a bow. Now, a lot of things in life you can't tie up with a bow. Pain, you can't tie up with a bow. You can't. But when you're making a sales pitch, even if it's in the format of a story or a narrative, you have to close. And the most important thing that you can do is you have to leave your reader feeling whole. So if you are deciding to go down the road where you wanna tell a story that's a little bit challenging, that's a little bit painful, you wanna talk about adversity, you have to make sure that your audience knows that you're not just okay, but that you're thriving. Because the worst thing that you can do is tell your story, right? The, the glamour of I'm going to tell my story. I'm going to finally put it out there, taking control of your narrative. It's a really big moment. And then to have your customers be like, oh, gosh, is she all right? Like, is she okay? Like, oh, I'm like worried about her. That's the last thing that you want to do. Um, because then they're not going to buy from you. Because they're not going to think that you're all right. So you can tell the most complicated, most painful stories and still, um, you can still make it clear that you're okay and that you're thriving. And that's what people want. They want, they want to see resilience. They want to see um, whole, they want to know that you're whole because otherwise they're going to walk away from your content feeling uneasy about you, about your business. And, you know, that's, that's not what you want. Um, I, I've done that so well for so many difficult situations. So if, if any of you have not read the profiles on layers, I am going to link to all of that, but it's, it's really magic the way you've done it. Um, I see some, how is it not authentic to use your story to sell your product? It absolutely can be. Absolutely. It can be. Uh, what I was saying before is that sometimes people are marketing vulnerability and that's kind of a different situation. You absolutely, your story is yours. Your story is how your product was born. Your story is why you are the way you are, which makes you such an amazing product creator, salesperson, contact coach, um, therapist, 
what have you. Um, your story is you and only you, only you have the rights to it and the, uh, the ability to share it. And so there's tremendous power in that, tremendous. And the more you share of yourself in the appropriate way, and we're gonna get into that in one second, um, the more people are gonna love you and love your product and love what you're selling. So it's not about vulnerability necessarily, it's about being yourself, in my opinion. Um, when it comes to sales, because I think vulnerability is extremely important, but you know, there's a time and a place for everything. Um, here's some reminders. Okay. This is something that I've, I've, I've earned this knowledge, you know, <laughs> in, in four years of, of this very specific work, I've earned this knowledge. Not everything is healthy or safe to share on the internet. And it's up for you to decide what that means. Um, there are a lot of like there are a lot of topics that are complex and painful can trigger other people and the internet is like the wild west so you can share something but it's going to hit it's going to it's going to come from you in a really soulful beautiful way but it might hit somebody in the audience not in the way that you intended and so definitely sit and consider before you put something on the internet is this good for me is this what I want people to know about me? Does this feel safe to me? Is this gonna be safe for my customer, my reader, my participant? You know, um, I think it's a really important question. I ask that question every single day on Layers, every single day. And there are certain things that I've chosen not to put on the internet because the internet isn't always safe. It just isn't. And you know, that's gonna change. It changes, it changes according to the audience, according to the topic, the time, you know, who you're speaking to, that's going to change. You know, the story that you tell to one audience might be totally different. You might be much more able to be vulnerable with audience A than a much broader audience B, because you never really know what's going to come back and you have to know, you know, what feels safe for you, um, most importantly. Um, so you have to know your audience. That's marketing number one. Um, and you got to pick a narrative that is aligned with your brand. There's got to be a, a reason, you know, why reason. are we bringing, what is, what is the reason why we're bringing this into the space? And um, I think that the more you can be yourself, the more authentic you can be, the more of your personality that shines through, the more your people are going to love you. And the more they're going to want to be connected to you, they're going to create a community around you, they're going to buy from you, they're going to uh, patron your services, um, and you'll see tremendous growth because people are pulled and attracted to other people. And so be the face of your brand. All right. How awesome was that? Shira is so incredible. We broke off into some breakout groups and we gave prompts to the partners where they could answer some questions and really explore personal stories that go along with their brands. I broke out with someone who was so fascinating, my friend Daniela Frost, who does LinkedIn. And what she was able to discover in our session together was so incredible. And it was something that she never really thought of before. So that is the magic and power of these sessions. I have so much fun in them. And I would absolutely love to welcome you to these upcoming workshops. So Again, if you want to join us, I will be so pleased to have you. It's drozzy.co 
backslash insight community and use the code within us 2020 for half off your first month. If you are interested in receiving the prompts as well as the workbook that went along with this past episode, I'll tell you what, if you drop me an email, ozzy at drozzy.co, I will be happy to send that along so that you can enjoy it to go along with this episode. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I would love to hear what you're getting out of this show. You can always share with me via email. You can always find me on social. I'm Dr. Ozzy Jankovic, both on Facebook and on Instagram, and I answer all of my direct messages, so you can message me there. Another really exciting announcement is that next week, I am going to be hosting a workshop all about TED Talks. It's going to be a free workshop, and if you want to join me, visit drozzy.co backslash TED, and you can sign up to join me for free or to watch the replay. I will be hosting my friend, Linda Levitch, who trains speakers in government here in Israel, the prime minister's office in the Israeli defense force. And she also trains TED speakers. So I'd love to have you join us for that. Again, it's drozzy.co backslash TED. And that is a free workshop, a really amazing opportunity that I am so excited about. I will see you soon, hopefully on the inside, or I'll see you back here next week. Stay tuned, make sure you are subscribed, and wherever you are in the world, I hope that you are meeting yourself with so much kindness. And I know you are, because you just gave yourself this gift. Abundant blessings and successes. Until next time.